0: Many of you listening out there know that I've been going through my PhD journey through the past couple of years, and I give some periodic updates here and there, and now since I'm getting a little further along, the PhD journey is like climbing a mountain. And as you get further and further along, the higher that you climb, things get a little tougher, you're hit with new obstacles, but also your perspective and your view and everything gets broader and you start to realize how much more there is to explore. And that's the best way that I can explain what the PhD journey is like for myself. And I know a lot of other people have similar experiences in this regard. And this PhD journey or this climb, it's something that requires a lot of endurance, a lot of curiosity, asking questions, learning more, and how to overcome some of these obstacles that get in your way. And that's what I wanna do today is just share a little update where I am in this process and provide some insights to what this experience has been like for me. This is the right place to learn how a multi-dimensional approach will sustain the performance and lifestyle you desire. Welcome back, everyone, to the HL Movement Podcast. For all of my new listeners out there, you're in the right place to hear about all these topics, strategies, conversations, all dealing with how to optimize human performance. And for all of my returning listeners out there, thank you again for tuning in for another episode. And for everyone, go check out all of the content that I have on my social media channels. Everything across the board can be found at HL Movement. Also go check out my YouTube channel. There's a lot of great highlight clips of the guest interviews so you can watch some of the video content that's been matching the audio that you've been listening to. And you can find my YouTube channel at h and Movement as well. For all of the returning listeners out there, there's a lot of great guest interviews, guests who've come on and shared their stories, experiences, insights, little gems that will help us along our journey, help us to overcome challenges, obstacles, and also strive to reach our goals. And of course, there's been a lot of great solo topics like today, where I cover a little bite-sized piece of something that deals with rehabilitation, injury prevention, strength and conditioning, sports nutrition, performance training, or anything that really helps us to opt our health and our performance and most importantly if you're finding a lot of value or benefit from these episodes this content be sure to share some feedback with me reach out to me you can email me contact me on social media give me some feedback what's been valuable for you and of course share anything that's valuable or beneficial with family friends coaches colleagues teammates anybody that's looking to optimize their performance and strive to reach all of their goals So with all of that, let's jump into today's episode and it's a brief update again on my PhD journey, where I'm at, and an explanation for some of the lack of content out there, but it's just been really busy through the summer months even last spring because i'm really trying to stay focused on the goal and i'm in my last year of my phd program i've been really trying to buckle down keep my head down and just keep pushing forward so i'm actually a year ahead of schedule and i'm thankful for that it's been a lot of work a lot of sacrifice but i'm getting excited to finish up and start to share more and more content once things start to slow down a little bit so yes it's been a really busy summer actually with my advisor we presented at our regional conference so that was a good experience as well a lot of it tied into what my dissertation and even my research is about so that was good to kind of gather my thoughts and help me with this last phase of my PhD program. With all of this, that's why there's been lack of content out there, but I am going to get back on that. So keep following along. If you have anything that you're curious about, you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me as well, especially as I start to put out more content out there because there might be things that spark further questions and things that you're curious about or want to learn. So anyway, after the presentation at that conference was done, I had a little break for a couple of weeks, but that break was actually me preparing for my comprehensive exam. And I will talk a little bit about that in a second, but really just trying to buckle down. And I took my comprehensive exam right before the semester started. So that was right in August, it's been a few weeks now. And that was a very, very challenging and intense experience in itself. And I'm just happy, I'm sure most PhD students that have gone through this and PhD graduates are, going to tell you that they're extremely relieved once it's done I'm not completely done yet but I'm done with the written portion and I will have to do a oral defense coming up very soon but that whole experience I'll explain a little bit more in depth so now I'm going into my third year of my PhD program and I have my eye set on and the goal is to finish up everything by next spring And I feel that I'm on track to do that. So it's been a lot of work. A lot of things had to get done this year. So I feel like it was just January, just a couple weeks ago, because there's been so many things that have been progressing at a really fast pace. But again, I'm learning a ton. I'm very thankful for everything that has been completed so far. And I'm looking forward to finishing up. So this third year, it's all research for me. Like I mentioned in my last update, I'm done with taking all of the classes that I need to sit in. I'm actually helping to TA or be a teacher's assistant for our anatomy graduate class. And then in the spring, I will help take on a bigger role with our graduate level biomechanics class. But other than that, I don't have to sit in any classes. And what this year actually entails is me just being in front of the computer analyzing all the data that I've collected, a lot of analysis and interpretation so that I can start my dissertation. And with the data set that I have worked hard on to collect, this is just going to be a start of really a lineage of papers and research topics that come out of this data set. And I'm really looking forward to Continuing to do this, even after I finish my PhD and I graduate, this is something that I'm probably going to be working on in the next few years or so, because there's a lot of data that we did collect. So what the plan actually is, even though people think you're not taking any classes, it must be slowing down. It is starting to slow down, but my gears are shifting into again a lot of the data analysis interpreting the data and then formulating what my dissertation chapters will be about and also working on any other future articles and manuscripts that will come out of this data set so a lot of it will just be a lot of writing a lot of processing at the computer and that again is it can be like a full-time job. So there's a lot for me to do. It's exciting though, because in the next couple months, the plan is just for me to just really analyze, analyze, and process data. And then from there, I should be drafting up my dissertation. And leading into next spring, I definitely don't want to wait till the last minute. So I hope to have a pretty good draft early next year and a lot of revisions and refining that maybe in February or so, and then hopefully I can plan around March or definitely April. I am planning to turn in my dissertation, defend my dissertation at the end of next spring, and then it's off to the next chapter of my career. And of course, applying all the things that I I did learn and even building off of the research I think that'll continue on even after I graduate especially with this data set how I can actually get more valuable information out there that really helps people that really helps people to keep their knees healthy and again really everything that's dealt with not only knee health even though that's where my research is centered around but also anything that really helps you again to optimize performance perform at your absolute best and do the things with training strength and conditioning and all of those facets to really get information out there that Helps again, helps athletes, helps all of these people to be healthy and do all of the things that they love to do. So, anyway, that's what my third year looks like. And again, it's an exciting time. I'm very thankful for where I am. There's still quite a bit of work to be done, but I'm glad that I got over some of the bigger humps of the PhD program. So, talking a little bit more about the comprehensive exam, and I'm sure. Every PhD student has a lot of similar perspectives and experiences with their comprehensive exam. But I do also know that there are differences in how it's formatted and what people do to take their comprehensive exam. So this is something that I wanna share because maybe someone listening out there, you're going into or you're thinking about going into a PhD program. And I did not know what this process was until I was in my first year. I was like, what's a comprehensive exam? So typically it's termed your comp right for short and that's what you hear PhD students having to do somewhere in the middle of their program and this is again to test your competency that you are able to be more of an expert in that field in your topic areas you're able to synthesize think critically about the information out there and really to show that you have the expertise to carry out more research in your field and continue that forward progression make sure that you can be forward thinking use the information that you have to critically think through future research studies or even if you have to teach or whatever you're going to pursue in your career it's really making sure that you have all of the tools and you're showing your expertise and your thought process so that you can continue as a phd researcher or academic teacher or someone who has that thought process to pursue something in this area of expertise so that's overall you know other people might be able to explain it a little better than i can but essentially you're testing your competency of your specialty or expertise in your area of specialty and what it typically entails i know everyone has a different format but at least what i went through was that you have 10 business days to write pretty much a long paper you're writing a long paper that's gathering all the things that you've learned in classes all of the things that's in the literature you're able to actually synthesize this information and answer a question or a topic area and explain or demonstrate that you are able to critically think and express the thoughts the concepts the philosophies and the future direction or future research that's needed in order to keep progressing in this field so i think a lot of the comprehensive exams are similar i had four research questions or topic areas And what I have to do is actually get all of my articles and my references and answer that question to demonstrate my expertise. And I have a page limit. It comes out to the whole document needs to be no more than 60 pages, double-spaced, which actually may sound like, whoa, that's a lot to some, but really with the richness of information that I'm trying to fit in and how in-depth you have to go, 60 pages, it's a lot of cutting back. So actually I had a big problem with trying to make the 60 page limit. It was like trying to be as concise as possible and a lot of cutting things away. Actually, that's what made me the most nervous was trying to make the page limit because I had way too much stuff and I was trying to condense everything in a way that made sense and still was able to spark these discussions, demonstrate that i know this topic area or i can sit with experts in that field and have a discussion right of this topic area so anyway that was what the document entailed and you have 10 business days to complete it and really maybe i didn't have the best strategy going into this but i went all the way up until the last day and i was still trying to revise make some small revisions and cut back things but fortunately after a lot of stress after a lot of hard work after a lot of like 15 hour days just sitting at the computer looking through things revising writing all of this stuff i got it done and i'm glad that it's over so that's a huge relief that i finished i think for me personally anybody that's going through this in the future or maybe people that have gone through this might agree with me too i think the challenge is that you have a time limit and you have to express yourself in a page limit Because for me, this is always something that you can always go deeper. You can always find more information. Any expert in the field that you talk to, we don't have all the answers yet. There's so much unknown. And this kind of goes back to the analogy that I started with. It's like climbing a mountain. Once you start climbing and you start to see more of the view, you start to realize how many things that there are to further explore. And that's really what the PhD journey has shown me is that this is just the tip of the iceberg. With all of this that I've done, over the past two and a half years or so I now realize how much more there is how much potential there is out there to actually study more topics or fill some of the gaps in the literature and I think that's what's hard or what makes that comprehensive exam challenging is that you have to express this because we don't have all the answers so you have to talk about it in a way that demonstrates your thought process in a way that you can have these discussions. And it's also showing you that these are the future directions that we need to explore because we're not there yet. So all of that was what the comprehensive exam was like. For me, it was a lot of long days, a lot of writing, I really did not have time to do anything else. But again, I'm happy that I went through this experience. I know all PhD students have to go through this experience. And I just know that it has given me more tools to help me finish my dissertation. I feel a little bit more confident about finishing my dissertation and also writing more literature, journal articles in this area of expertise. So again, it was a very, very tough, by far, hands down, the most intense and academically challenging thing that I've ever done. But I'm very happy that I went through it and even more happy that it's over with. So that is where I'm at. This was probably one of the biggest hurdles to get past. And again, I'm not out of the woods yet because I am going to have my oral defense. And then that's where I'll have discussions about what I wrote and be able to explain my thought process, justify any things that might be a little fuzzy. But overall, I'm very excited to do that. I feel like I did the best that I could in the time frame that I was given with the page limit that I was given. And I do know what I could have added if I had more time or if I had more pages, but that's saved for all of the discussions uh, during the oral defense. So I look forward to that. But overall, I know I haven't talked too much about what my topic area and my dissertation is on, but basically I've rehabbed a lot of ACL reconstructions and tried to get them to return to play, which is of course, a big importance, right? Try to get them back to normal function. But for me, a big part of this was being in a clinical setting, in an outpatient clinic, where I saw athletes not only currently competing, but I also saw them after they kind of finished their competitive career and just navigating through life, right? We know that ACL surgeries, or ACL injuries in general, that really increases your risk to develop early onset osteoarthritis or also known as post-traumatic osteoarthritis. And a lot of it is trying to understand what types of physical loading mechanisms or biomechanic movement patterns really help to either mitigate that or maybe increase the likelihood for developing osteoarthritis. So actually my research area It has to do with ACL knees and osteoarthritis, and I'm actually looking at pretty much gait biomechanics in walking, running, and stair negotiation, going up and down stairs, and how are you moving when you're further out from ACL reconstruction surgery. So farther down that post-operative timeline, my research has been in ACL reconstruction subjects who's had surgery more than two years ago but I'm really interested in looking further along that post-operative timeline and seeing these people are all really active they're still participating in a lot of physical activities recreational sports and they're capable to do all of these things but is there things that we can detect with walking running going up and down stairs that may give us an idea as to what's actually happening with loading the knee joint and how this is actually affecting or some of the things that we know in regards to cartilage health, knee joint health and the onset and progression of osteoarthritis. So anyway, I'm looking at these biomechanical movement patterns and trying to see what do these subjects look like when they're five, 10, 10 plus years post-op from ACL reconstruction and are there certain things that either we haven't addressed with physical strength, other influences too, are we missing things with how they're actually regulating neuromuscular control? Part of my study deals with applying some visual perturbation during these tasks too, which I'll elaborate on in the next year or so, go more in depth into some of these interesting findings. But I'm really excited to analyze the data and see I've ran some preliminary data, got some preliminary results through, but it'll be very interesting as I have more of my subject sample collected to actually go back and analyze some of this data and see what are some of the trends that we are seeing and how can we actually intervene or help these acl subjects to actually keep their knee moving a little better keep everything functioning well because again the movement component and the loading component That is a big influence, again, not the only influence, but it's a big influence in how healthy our cartilage is, the metabolism in our knee joint, how all of the nutrients get into our cartilage, our articular cartilage, our meniscus, all of the structures that need to be healthy and functioning well in order for us to mitigate something like osteoarthritis. So anyway, that is what I'm looking at. But other than this, I'm also interested in a lot of other biomechanics topics, which I've gotten to get a taste of here and there throughout my program. So I'll be sharing just in general a lot more things about ACL, osteoarthritis, but a lot more things about biomechanics in the future as well. And what you can expect in the future is that I really want to just present information, present the information and try to be as non-biased as possible and really just getting more information out there, quality information, so that people can start to understand some of the pros, cons, strengths, limitations of some of the things that we do. And of course, I'm really interested in rehab, strength and conditioning applications, performance training applications. So you can expect to hear and see a lot more content in that regard. I will say, since I started my PhD program, and even before that, when I had this podcast going, Really, my whole goal was to provide the best information that I know right now and how that helps you to optimize human performance. And I can honestly say that my overall big picture goal has not changed. I am really interested in all of these ways that this information helps us to train better, train smarter, reduce injury risk, but also perform at the best that we possibly can. And again, some of this information, unfortunately, when you get to higher levels of athletics, that's when you're exposed to this. So, if there's any way that I can share it on this podcast to reach the masses for anyone out there, anyone that's looking to train for all of the things that you want to get better at, doesn't matter if you're just starting to work out along your health and fitness journey, or if you're trying to make your high school team, college team, make it to the pros, hopefully, this information can give you some insights as to what why how when these things are very applicable when they work when they produce results and that's what i want to do is try to give this comprehensive multifaceted approach to optimizing human performance and i think as i went through my phd studies the last thing that i will say is that i am trying to have this unique blend of clinical practice what i've done clinically for years with The research, advancements in research, future directions in research, and really just interpret and synthesize all of those best practices to help to inform everybody what are effective ways to get the results or adaptations that you're trying to train for. So again, that is what you can look forward to. I know that I've been busy, but I am starting to get further along. I am starting to process a lot of data. I will share a lot of that data and things that are important that... I think people should hear. And again, you can interpret it however you want, but just sharing the information and getting people exposed to information and some of the data and the thought process that I have going through all of this, that's really what it's about. Because again, if I just stayed in my own bubble and didn't share anything, then the information and all of my work is pretty useless i think but really it's trying to just get the information out there so that people can use it interpret it and see how it fits in and how it's actually going to again improve your results improve your performance So anyway, that's all I have for this episode. Stay tuned for more. I have some great guest interviews coming up. I've been really busy over the summer. So again, I will get back on putting out the content out there, all of these highlight clips, and of course sharing some of the future things that I am working on as this last year. I know it's gonna fly by, so as this last year keeps plugging along, I'll be sure to make some content and keep everyone updated out there. And the last thing is that listen into to all of this if you have questions if you have things that you're wondering about acl or osteoarthritis or just any biomechanics things in general be sure to contact me i would love to hear some of the questions i will try to Make some content catered to answering those questions or providing some information. So, again, you can contact me on social media. You can reach out to me through my website, through email as well. My email is andrew at hnlmovement.com. And the last thing that I want to say is be sure to check out all my social media channels, check out my website. Stay tuned for more information coming down the pipeline. And of course, share all of this content with anybody that is looking to benefit from some of this content. So, coaches, family, friends teammates colleagues anybody again that's looking to improve and elevate their performance other than that everyone keep training hard train smart remember just create these consistent habits everything that i've shared and all of my guests have talked about be consistent keep putting in the work and have that intention to get better and practice all of the things that you're training for i can't believe it's already around mid-september so i know this year is going to wrap up pretty quickly for all of you football fans out there football is back the season started so that tells you that the rest of the year is going to fly by But other than that, that is all that I have for today. I release episodes every Tuesday. So I'll be back here same time, same place next week. Have a great rest of your week, everyone. Aloha.